Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to Isaiah chapter 10. This one is going to be divided into a few sections also. Remember that the first four verses are the are the end of the last section. <clears throat> Verse 1, Woe be unto, that, unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness which have been prescribed, to turn away the needy from judgment or justice, and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, and that they may rob the fatherless, and that will do, and that will... And what will ye do in the day of visitation or punishment and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will ye flee for help and where will ye leave your glory? Without me they shall bow down under the prisoners and they shall fall under the slain. For all this his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still. Unrighteous rulers will be singled out to be taken to prison and slain. Also that the Lord's mercy will continue even though we are doing wicked things he still wants to help us but we have to repent to to require or to obtain his mercy. Verses 5 through 11 is Assyria, an instrument in God's hands. O Assyrian, or wicked nations of the last days, the rod of mine anger, or Assyria is the rod of my anger, and my wrath is a staff in their hand, and the staff in their hand is their indignation. I will send him against a hypocritical nation or an apostate nation, and against the people of my wrath will I give him a charge to take the spoil and to take the prey. Spoil and prey refer to the prophetic name Maher. Shal Hajbaz, remember that's the name of Isaiah's son, suggesting that Isaiah's earlier prophecy regarding his son finds at least partial fulfillment in Assyria's capturing and plundering of Israel. And to tread them down like the mire of the streets, or Israel is dirty like mud. Howbeit he meaneth not so, neither doth doth his heart think so, or in Hebrew did his heart intend it thus, but in his heart it is to destroy, to cut off nations not a few. The king of Assyria does not know he is God's tool. For he saith, Are not my princes altogether kings? The Assyrian king brought or thought his princes were mightier than the kings of surrounding countries. Is not Kalno as Carchemish? Is not Hamath as Arpad? Is not Samaria as Damascus? These are the cities destroyed by Assyria. As my hand hath founded the kingdoms of the idols, and whoso graven and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria. Kingdoms of idols are stronger than Israel and Judah. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and to her idols? Assyria destroyed the northern kingdom and prepared to destroy Judah as well. Verses 12 to 19, God destroys Assyria, a type of the destruction of the second coming. Wherefore it shall come to pass that when the Lord hath performed his work upon Mount Zion, the temple mount, and upon Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit or works of the stout heart, i.e. the proud boasting of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. Partial fulfillment of this promise of punishment came when an angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians and destroyed 185,000 people. 
That's recorded in 2 Kings chapter 19. For he saith, By the strength of my hand and by my wisdom I have done these things. The king thought it was his ability that destroyed Israel, for I am prudent, I have understanding, and I have moved the borders of the people, or political boundaries are done away, and have robbed their treasures, and I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. And my hand hath found as a nest the riches of the people, and as one gathereth eggs that are left, have I gathered all the earth, and there are none that moved the wing, or opened the mouth, or peeped. Israel was helpless against Assyria. 15. Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therewith? In other words, all the metaphors in this verse ask the same same question. Can man... And as the example, the Assyrian king prosper against God. Shall the sob magnify itself against him that shaketh it, or wields or moves, as if the rod shall shake itself against them that lift it up, or as if the staff should lift itself up, as if it were no wood? Therefore shall the Lord, the Lord of hosts, send among the fat ones, send of his, among his fat ones prosperity, leanness, and under his glory, i.e. the king of Assyria, he shall kindle the burning like the burning of a fire." And the light of Israel shall be for a fire, and his holy one for a flame, and shall burn and shall devour his thorns and his briars. Thorns and briars mean the lies and false doctrines in one day. The glory of the Lord shall will burn the wicked at the second coming, and shall consume the glory of his forest, the nobility or leaders, and of his fruitful field, economic apparatus, both soul and body, i.e. Syria, will vanish completely. And they shall be as when a standard bearer fainteth. It's kind of like the destruction of Babylon in one day. Verse 19, And the rest of the trees of his forest shall be few, that a child may write them. The righteous that survive the second coming will be few compared to those alive before his coming. Verses 20 to 27, The remnant of Israel shall return. And it shall come to pass in that day, this prophecy extends to the latter days in the succeeding verse, that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay or lean or rely upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. Israel will rely on the Lord, not on the world. The the remnant shall return. Those remaining of Israel will repent. Yea, even the remnant of Jacob unto the mighty king. Returning also means returning to their promised lands and to temple worship. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. I.e., even when punishment comes, mercy is available. The saints have not too much time to save and redeem their dead and gather together their living relatives that they may be saved also before the earth will be smitten and the consumption decreed falls upon the world. For the Lord God of hosts shall make a consumption even determined in all the land. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, O my people that dwelleth in Zion, The whole of America is Zion itself from north to south, and it's described by the prophets who declare it in in that Zion where the mountain of the Lord should be, and that it should be in the center of the land. Be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod, and shall lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt, i.e., as the Egyptian did in earlier times. The enemies of God will be destroyed for a very little while, and the indignation shall cease in mine anger and their destruction. God will remember his covenant and restore his people. The onslaught of Assyria, both in the days of Hezekiah and in the equivalent Latter-day confrontation, would last only a short time. I hope so. 
Verse 26, And the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb, Gideon's army. And as his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. Moses led Israel through the Red Sea. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be, des- shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Assyria will be destroyed. That This is a dual prophecy during Hezekiah's time and the last days. Verses 28 to 34, Assyria marches to Jerusalem. He has come to Aeth, he has passed to Migron, to Michmash, and he hath laid up his carriages. Progress of the Assyrian armies toward Jerusalem is traced. Then, 33 to 34, the Lord's action against them is figuratively described. They are gone over the passage. They have taken up their lodging at Geba. Ramoth is afraid. Gibeah is, of Saul is fled. Lift up the voice, O daughter of Galim. Cause it to be heard unto Laish, O poor Anathoth. Madmina is removed. The inhabitants of Geban gather themselves to flee. As yet shall he remain at Nob that day. He shall shake his hand against the mount of, her, of the daughter of the Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. These cities are going north toward Jerusalem. Behold the Lord, the Lord of hosts, shall lop the bow with terror, and the high ones of stature shall be hewn down, and the haughty shall be humbled. Jehovah shall cut down Assyria, and he shall cut down the thickets of the forests with iron, an iron axe, and Lebanon shall fall by a mighty one, Jehovah. Faithful Latter-day Saints are part of that remnant of Jacob who are trusting in the Lord and starting to overflow with righteousness. I hope that's you and me. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Bye.